In today's show, let's look ahead to Sunday. We've got streaming options with nine games on. How do we win our weekly matchup, Michael Bolton? Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble, on TikTok at RedRock underscore Beeble, and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We're here to look at Sunday, the last day of week 12, and in these What to Watch streaming shows, how we can win each category, or points leagues. So which players do we target for those specific areas? Warning. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> All right. Let's look at Yahoo points leagues first. These are some streaming options we look at with nine games on. Um, Jalen McDaniels. Gordon Haywood, they have ruled him doubtful again. I don't know what the point is, Charlotte. Remember you did it for three weeks for Terry Rogier's ankle injury? Every game doubtful. Cody Martin, doubtful. Gordon Haywood hurt his hamstring. He's out a week minimum. Stop with this doubtful nonsense. It's, it, it's ludicrous. I don't know what your point is. I know he's doubtful. He's not going to play. So why they keep doing this, I have no idea. But Ubre's out, Haywood's out, and McDaniels is worth having. Now, is McDaniels worth having when Haywood returns? Eh, it's going to be debatable. But for now, yes, he's a guy we have, and we really love the value of him streaming in for Sunday for a Yahoo Points League. Tim Hardaway, it's always hit and miss with this bloke, um, but the opportunity is sky high. He might play 38 minutes. He might shoot 60% and drop 30 points with eight triples. He might shoot 11% and have four points. It's all possible for him, but the opportunity, when we're trying to make up points, like we want that opportunity. We want someone to go big. I also think Jalen Williams, the Bronco. Broncos country. Let's ride. Great stream. In fact, he's a must-roster player. I don't know why anyone would be leaving him on the wire at this point. You've got to ride with him. No, pun unintended there, actually. Like, you, he shouldn't be on any waiver wires, but he is. And he shouldn't have been on there for the last three weeks, probably. But he still is. So go and add him. And at least stream him in for Sunday. Vic Oladipo. Well, the minutes are sky high at the moment. There's always someone dealing with something. Last game, it was Hero and Caleb Martin. Um, he's going to have efficiency issues, of course, but... He's really starting to put together some big big games, and he's a guy to grab as well, especially for Sunday. Lou Dort is definitely more of a points league guy than a category league guy, but his last week or so, he's been shooting really well, like 48 49% from the field, and that's really boosting his value. But for a points league, he is a 12-team must roster guy, and there's great value for him on Sunday. Kyle Anderson, worth looking at as well. Nazarene's still dealing with that back problem. Towns is still out. Yes, Prince has returned, but Anderson's going to get 30 minutes, and they're going to be relatively consistent performances, I believe. So some really, look, all of these guys here, I think uh, Jalen, Jalen, Hardaway, Oladipo, Dort, Anderson, they're all probably guys that should be rostered in all 12 team leagues anyway, but they are available in over 40% of leagues. Isaiah Stewart, he's, um, his roster percentage has dropped. Is that you, Mr. Stewart? Well, who the hell else do you think it'd be? Get in here, you pair of flaming galahs. And if you want to talk like consistency of role, not necessarily production, but role, he's going to play 28 to 32 minutes basically every night. 
He's going to get some backup center minutes, which probably helps his overall production. And I just don't think he should be sitting on a waiver wire in a points league in 12 teams. In category leagues, I get it, but I probably would have him just because of the Marvin Bagley injury. But in points leagues, there's no real excuse. And then in Phoenix, we know campaign is out. We know Devin Booker is out. Chris Paul might be out. He's day-to-day with a hip thing. Landry Shamit's going to play 34, 35 minutes. He's going to have iffy nights for sure. But much like with Tim Hardaway, give me a 35-minute guy who's going to take a lot of shots, and that opportunity to go big is huge. Like, does Kyle Anderson have an opportunity to go big? Not really. It's more consistency. Does Lou Dort have an opportunity to go big? Yeah, not as much. Does Hardaway? Yeah. Does Shamit? Yeah. Like, if you want to go swing big home runs, they're the type of players that you go for because they could shoot 22% or they could go seven of nine from deep. Now, that's the, the back and forth, the inconsistency. But when we're swinging for upside, when we're desperate for big points, that's what we're going to look at. As usual, my ESPN roster percentage cutoff is much, much lower than it is on Yahoo. I used 70% available. These guys have got to be at least 70% available to have them on this list. And there's still some troubling names. Killian Hayes, what are you doing? He's got to be rostered everywhere. Every 12-team league and probably, probably 10-team leagues, Killian Hayes is a must-roster player. He's playing big minutes. He's getting big assists. He's getting good fantasy points. There's no, I don't think there's any excuse for him not being rostered. And the same goes with his uh, teammate, Jalen Duran. They're great streamers for Sunday, but they also need to be rostered. Um, we're just going to go Jalen Heavy here. Jalen Duran, Jalen McDaniels, Jalen Williams. All of those guys are awesome streams for ESPN Points Leagues, and they're awesome ads for ESPN Points Leagues just in general. We've got Tim Hardaway, Victor Oladipo, Kyle Anderson, and Landry Shamit, all those names that I just mentioned on the Yahoo side of things. They all still play out as really good ESPN Points League streamers. We just throw Killian and Jalen Duran in there because they still remain... What Does people on ESPN Fantasy just hate Detroit players? I feel there's always a bunch of these guys available. But Hayes and Duran, really, really strong ads, really great value, I think, for Sunday for streaming in in an ESPN Points League. Today's episode is brought to you by TurboTax. Go to TurboTax and don't do your taxes. Meet with an expert who'll do them for you. TurboTax experts can relieve you from the stress of taxes and file for you so you can do... Not taxes. Show your eyes things that are not taxes. Unpack a moving box of not taxes. Taste not taxes. Sing not taxes a lullaby. Unpack. Oh, and I've done that one. God. Hope not taxes sleeps through the night. Grab a saddle and ride not taxes into the sunset. With the TurboTax 100% expert guarantee, an expert will do your taxes from start to finish so you can relax. Feels good to be done with your taxes, doesn't it? Come to TurboTax and don't do your taxes. Visit TurboTax.com to learn more. Intuit, TurboTax, full service products only, video meeting while expert does your taxes required. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com slash guarantees. Love unhinged ad reads. Let's go to category leagues. Who do we stream in for each of the standard eight categories? So in points, who are we looking forward to bolster our points category? Tim Hardaway. Again, we're swinging. There's not many guys around who can hit you 25 points. There's just not. But he is one of them. So we take a look at him as an option, understanding that the blow-up in our face could be significant. Norman Powell, I think, is worth a look. I don't know the status of Paul George with his hamstring. I don't think he plays. Luke Kennard is dealing with a calf injury. Nick Batum is dealing with an ankle problem. So that should help Powell. And we know all he does is score. He doesn't do anything else. 
So there's an opportunity for him to score, especially if PG is out. Landry Shamit, we just spoke about the value of him with the absence of Payne, Booker, maybe Paul. He's going to get a lot of shots. We just hope they go in. Jalen Noel, it doesn't. Anthony Edwards isn't going to play on Sunday. He's doubtful. He's doubtful to play. So Noel has a shot at starting. He has a shot at bigger minutes. He has a shot at more shot attempts and more scoring. And that is what he does as well. He is a giant usage player. Lou Dort doesn't do much more apart from score, but he scores sometimes. At least scores double-digit points. And while in general an average contribution in the fantasy points league is 17, get me double digits off the waiver wire and I do like it. I think DeAndre Hunter also, and while I don't like his long-term value, he is, like Lou Dort, a double-digit point scorer. There could be inefficiency there and a lack of rebounds, assists, steals, and blocks as a consistent thing. Um, but his points are relatively good to be a double-digit contribution. You've got Alec Burks in Detroit. Alec Berg. He went from like 30 minutes down to 21 minutes. So the minutes are a little bit inconsistent, but he scores, he shoots, he runs the offense pretty well. And that is really useful for us to be in there to get that extra playing time. And then the Bronco, Jalen Williams, is also a pretty good scorer. Now, is he not a 20-point guy? Probably not. But he's more of a 12, 13-point player, which again is what we get, might get from Dort, might get from Hunter, might get from Shaman. And it's enough to just sort of help us boost that category. Because it is, you can't find 20-point guys really sitting on the waiver wire. For three-pointers, a lot of correlation between points and threes off the waiver wire. Tim Hardaway and Landry Shamit, some good three-point streamers, excellent three-point streamers. But the best three-point streamer that is always available is George Yang. You want three or four threes, this guy gets it so often. And it's, one, again, one of those reasons why I don't over-prioritize threes in drafting because there are so many guys who hit two-plus threes on the waiver wire. There's heaps of them. And Yang's one of them. And the other one, who's becoming a reliable source of three-pointers, is Isaiah Joe, former Sixers legend, current Thunder legend. He's getting 20 minutes a night. He'll have like 10 points with two threes, 10 points with three threes. He, all he does is take threes. He's going to get those opportunities. He is a great three-point streamer. You're not going to get much else out of Joe or Nyang for that matter, but they can boost the score. They, what, they hit three, four threes. They get double-digit points. Those two things tie in. Royce O'Neal? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, but he, he's, an, he's been shooting the two-pointer horribly, but his three ball's been okay, and he's going to take a lot of those shots. Uh, Alec Burks, we know, is going to take just plenty of shots, and some of those will be threes. Kevin Love's a good three-point streamer also. And then Mike Muscala, who started last game and played 24 minutes. Now, I I and you should not trust the Thunder center rotation for a single second. You, you can't trust it at all because it changes every single game. But if Muscala starts, there are two to three or four three upside there from him. Every one of these guys, I would say here, has four triple upside with some of them having six triple upside. Shamat, Hardaway, Nyang, six triple upside. The others, three to four, I would say. It's a lot of threes you can bring in off the waiver wire for rebounds. Isaiah Stewart, probably the number one guy there just with the consistency of role. Now, Mark Williams doesn't have consistency of role. Oh, hi, Mark. But Plumley foul trouble, Plumley injury. And Williams plays 22 minutes, and you get double-digit boards. Even in 17 minutes or 16 minutes, you can get seven or eight. He's a very strong rebounder. And the fact that he's in the rotation means you get at least five, I would think. Kevin Love, obviously a really good rebounder. Um, the Tim, By the way, Timberwolves have officially listed Anthony Edwards as questionable, even though he said yesterday that he wouldn't be playing on Sunday. So keep an eye on that. Uh, Montrez Harrell, Jalen McDaniels, good rebounder, going to get the good minutes. Uh, Montrez Harrell, because Joel Embiid and PJ Tucker are out. So I would have to expect that Harrell starts. 
I, I, I would guess. Maybe they start Paul Reed, but I think Harrell's going to start, even though he hates starting, because that means he has to go up against good players and he doesn't get an opportunity to pad his stats. But he's going to have to play quite a few minutes here, and that's a good opportunity to get some boards. Walker Kessler's available in 40% plus of leagues, and he's a really strong rebounder, even though his minutes have been a little bit disappointing. Kenrich Williams, he's getting 20 a night, most nights, if not 21, 22. Can be a six. He's upped his rebound rate a lot this season. He's playing a lot more center. That's useful. And then Torrey Craig, with the absences there, he played really well last game, back in the starting lineup. He probably gets another chance in the starting lineup again on Sunday with six to seven rebound upside. So there are quite a few rebound options available. Not quite as easy to find assists, but there are an okay number of options out here for us. John Wall, right? He hasn't done anything else, but six assists, possible. Then we go to two guys in Indiana, Andrew Nembhard and TJ McConnell. There's four to five assists from each of those guys as a possibility. Victor Oladipo really playing a lot of minutes at the moment. He might be a five assist player. There is always the risk of things not going well for him, especially if Hero returns, but I, I like what's happening. Dennis Smith, um, not going to play 25 or 26 minutes, but he can still get three to four assists in a 20, 21 minute a night roll, which I think is what he's going to get. Royce O'Neal's assist numbers have been much higher this season than we expected, so he's an option there. Tyus Jones, although his impact is lessened when Desmond Bain plays, so we'll see that. And Kyle Anderson's always a great source of assists, especially if we do have the scenario where Anthony Edwards is out. For steals, there's a lot here that I do like. Oladipo and Dennis Smith are great. That's three to four steal upside from those two guys. So if you look at the catch-up in steals, getting big numbers, those two guys are there. Kyle Anderson, pretty good steals guy and good minutes. Gary Payton's going to return for the Blazers after playing one game. Now, I don't know how much I trust the minutes, but he can get two steals in 18 minutes very easily. Jalen McDaniels, you've got the minutes there to push to three to four steals upside-wise. Dort is probably a one to two guy, but that's not bad. Timmy Hardaway, this is where we get a little bit iffy. Tim Hardaway and Landry Shamit. So there's some really strong steals guys at the top of the list. And then Hardaway and Shamit. Look, Shamit has increased his steal rate this season, but you're probably looking at you know, one steal, two steal max upside um, for those two guys would be my guess. Today's episode is also brought to you by Built Bar. It's the new year. We still love treats. 2023 doesn't mean we like don't like treats, but what it means is we need to start looking at, hey, what about our health? What about getting in shape? What about not loading up on too many calories? Well, Built Bar has the solution because they're a delicious treat, but it's low in calories. It's high in protein, low in fat, low in sugar, and it bloody tastes great. 100% real chocolate. That's their secret. It's not really a secret because I tell you about it all the time, but that's why it tastes so good. 100% real chocolate. And these great flavors, churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond, you're never going to want anything else apart from Built Bar. And now, you don't even have to order them from Built.com. You can walk straight into Walmart, go down to the pharmacy section, and you'll find boxes with four bars in them in three different flavors, cookies and cream, double chocolate, and coconut puffs. And you can go to Sam's Club and find a bigger box, a 13-bar box with the brownie batter flavor and the churro flavor. So you can go to Built.com, still get all the flavors there, but you can also just walk into Walmart and walk into Sam's Club to get yourself Built Bars. Built Bar is... Built different. Let's stream in some blocks now. And there are some options. It's not a great list. There are some options. And you'll see how iffy it gets towards the end. Walker Kessler, yes. Solid, locked in, backup role. One to two blocks, no problem. Drew Eubanks. Well, his value gets tied to Nurkic's health slash foul trouble, but he is locked down as the backup center and can block one to two a game easy. Mark Williams, again, locked in as the backup center, much like Walker Kessler. That's a two-block possibility. Montrez Harrell, ooh, 
This was, yeah, we start to get a bit iffy here, don't we? There's those three guys, Kessler, Eubanks, Williams, and then it's rough. Yeah, Harrell's not a shot blocker, but he might play 30 minutes. So that might be enough. Kyle Anderson, maybe he gets a block. Maybe he doesn't. Isaiah Stewart, not the greatest shot blocker, but playing some more minutes at center probably help him overall. Christian Coloco, I literally don't know if he's going to play. I don't. He might play 15 minutes and block two shots. He might play zero minutes. There is no way of predicting what on earth goes on with that bench rotation. And then in Indiana, Jalen Smith's a blocks op- block option. But if he is out with a hand injury, then Isaiah Jackson is the blocks option. Or they might just play Jackson over Smith anyway because he was really good last game. And Rick Carlisle was pretty effusive in his praise. In fact, I'm sorry, kids. I'm going to repeat a quote. They said, hey, is Isaiah Jackson going to go down to the G League? And Carlisle's like, fuck no. So what does that mean? Does it mean he's going to play? Does it mean he's going to play over Smith? Hmm, I don't know. We want to watch that one. Let's go to field goal percentage. A lot of the same names there. Montrezl Harrell, probably the best one because the volume is going to be great. Mark Williams and Walker Kessler. Dwight Powell, an excellent field goal percentage player. Tony Warren, pretty good field goal guy who can get you some points. Um, Drew Eubanks, KJ Martin, and Paul Reed. Although, you know, once we hit past KJ Martin, the Paul Reed impact... He's going to be pretty limited. But with no Embiid and no Tucker, he's going to have to play 10-plus minutes, I would guess. He's going to have to because Harrell's not going to play 40. Surely not. So there is an opportunity for Reed, who can help you with defensive stats too, to be at least a stream in some deeper formats. For free throw percentage, we do go back to Indiana. Look at Aaron Neesmith, really good free throw guy. Uh, Landry Shamit and Jalen McDaniels. Damian Lee, especially if Chris Paul is out, but he's an excellent free throw shooter. Um, Kevin Love and Reggie Jackson are great free throw shooters. George Niang and Mike Muscala. There's quite a little, there's quite a bit of, of quite a few guys who are good shooters there. The volume is really the thing that that is hard to influence that category, finding these guys. None of those guys are likely high, vo- high volume guys. I could see McDaniels maybe getting some high volume and Kevin Love occasionally can get some high volume, but there's not many guys there who are considered significantly high volume players. Let's look at the next four days. As we detailed on the week 13 week preview, it's all quality games next week, every single day. So you don't have to look at what are the low volume days because it's every day. So what's happening over the next four days is what's important to us. Monday, Tuesday, sorry, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So yeah, Sunday through, through yeah, Tuesday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Sunday through Wednesday, next four days. The top four guys on that list, we add them because their per-game value is great. You're going to start them no matter what. Dan Gafford, Kyle Anderson, Jalen Williams, and Dennis Schroeder. I think with the absences there in LA, Schroeder, even though he's iffy at times when LeBron plays, I think there's enough minutes there for him to gain that value. So Gafford, Anderson, Williams, Schroeder, some really good options. And then we look at the guys that benefit the most from their schedule with Landry Shamit and Torrey Craig playing three games in the next four nights and with those absences and potential absences of Chris Paul. And then the Pistons have three games in four nights as well with Alec Burks and Isaiah Stewart becoming really solid ads to try to grab for those next four days. The Grizzlies also have three games in the next four nights. There's no one massively who stands out as a good ad there. Maybe it's Brandon Clark. Maybe it's Xavier T. Ullman in deeper formats. Maybe it's Santi Aldama. Maybe it is um, uh, John Concha or Dylan Brooks if he's available, but he's not really in many spots. But they're the teams that have three games in four nights. And that will do it for me today. Don't forget, follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And if you are here on YouTube, thumb it up and leave the comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.